And welcome to Open All Ours, the QPR podcast. This is the uh, second podcast of our seventh season. Congratulations, Paul, and everyone else. I'm David Fraser. I'm joined by, there's four of us around this table tonight, um, after a very good Saturday. First of all, pod uh, regular and founder, Paul Finney. Founder? Well. Co-founder. Co-founder. Let's not get above ourselves. No, indeed. And Jenna uh, Dog's body. Well, you said that, not me. Um, we also have um, two big QPR fans. We've got Rahul Desai and we have Mel Huckridge and lots to talk about. So before we go on to, I think, what was a, a an, an unexpected but very gratefully received result on Saturday, let me do the kind of bits and pieces that I need to do at the start of the podcast. First of all, if this is your first time listening to us, welcome. You can follow us on Twitter at QPR Pod. Please follow us and send us any suggestions and, and comments on the podcast. You can find us on Facebook and our website is at qprpod.co.uk where you can listen to all old episodes. We have, um, we're very lucky, we're supported by um, loads of um, listeners who are very kind to us. One of them is Tony Ryan who came up on the podcast last week. Tony has bought us the beers tonight. Um, now it's very nice of him and, but probably we should um, be buying him the beers, Paul, because uh, you guys talked about him last week. Well, yeah, because his, his, his son's really ill in intensive care in, in Southampton Hospital. So hopefully this week will be a better week for the family and um, recovery will be on the way. So thoughts for Tony and his family at this time. Indeed. And thank you for supporting us, Tony. Um, also, this episode is sponsored by Ian Fraser. No relation. Um, seriously? Seriously. I don't know Ian, but he seems like a very nice guy. Um, <laughs> Maybe he's a member of your family. And he has asked us, all he's asked, no ads, nothing, just asked us to read this out, which is firstly, give a big thanks to you guys at the pod from supporters like me who can't make it to many games and get a fan's view of the team, the team and club. Hearing the sort of conversations you have in the pub after the match is a treat when you can't make it to the match. If you could also please give a shout out to Accrington Stanley Bowles, players past and present who are easily the finest supporters club team the world has ever seen and the guys up in P Block, that would be smashing. Actually, you can actually go on the Akin Stanley Bulls Twitter account. They're desperate for players. They need players. They need more QPR fans. Mel, are you still playing these days? 53 with a dodgy birdie knee. I don't think so. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure you well. never heard that rhyming slang for a knee, but that is fantastic. Hands crackle, birdie knees. Right, it's great. Hands crackle, Isn't it? the greatest one ever. I like that. I didn't actually understand the accent. Well, <laughs> I have no clue what's going on, but I also am surprised that I, are you sure that was sponsored by Ian Fraser or David Fraser? I was a Definitely bit not me. <laughs> Definitely not me. Definitely not me. I have never met Ian in my life, as far as I know. Um, I yeah, so not not mine. Uh, there's also very few relatives of mine out, uh, called Fraser, so he's not one of mine. But it's very nice of him to support us anyway. Thank you, Ian. Um, let's actually get on with talking about the Reading game. What's yeah. a lovely first day of the season, um, Paul? Your thoughts on it? I thought it was superb. I mean, I was dreading it, as you know. We called it last week as a kind of a, oh, we'll win, of course we will. Not actually thinking we will win. No one knew what was going on. And then the team comes out, you know, he's, he's tinkered it at the last minute. You're thinking, oh, he, but we, we, we were sublime in midfield. We, we, you know, it's the best midfield performance we've had for a long time since the days have fallen. Um, we actually totally controlled it and did everything right. Um, 
the penalty uh, it was I the only one thinking get someone else to take it because Washington was just it was taking too long they're trying to psych him out and I thought this is going to be wrong no, he's a forward you've got to, if you're going to take I know but forward, the, the games but I mean I thought the red card Showick fancied it though didn't he yeah. if, but, a blo- if a bloke's up for taking it let him take it until unless it's the uh, Syrian president who was, ta- who was in goal for Chelsea yesterday really <laughs> oh yeah that yeah but um <laughs> sorry a bit slow it does look long, a bit long, like him yeah. it's yeah. sad isn't it, it yeah. is. yeah. you never see him together do you <laughs> That'd be about right for them. And um, I thought we played really well. I thought Washington looked superb on Saturday. It's one of his best games. Hopefully, he can build on that. And it's got to be said, we have got the best keeper in this league by a country mile. That, that's saved by Smithies and that, though. He's just, just as well, isn't it, really? Yeah. It's just brilliant. That was a, it was a brilliant save. That, that really deserves just a little a mention on its own. Fantastic. It was a brilliant save. You watched it again. Oh, it's even better tonight. on TV. And, yeah, that was a great save. I mean, he's, I mean, we are lucky to have him. That, but I mean, that's really all he had to do. But it was a brilliant save. You've got to do it when you have to do it. So it was a brilliant save. To think we kept about the team for so long as well when he first joined. And Rob Green was iffy at the time, wasn't he? So. It's weird, isn't it? Because he's, well, is he good enough, Mill? Do you think to play for Northern Ireland? I think he's English. I don't care about that. Let's get <laughs> let, let's get a campaign. No, I was. I'll tell you another thing. I'm going to say hello to the fellow who um, spoke to me after the match. and was oh. I love read of the podcast, blah blah blah, and all that, which is very nice. But I was such a shock that we won two nil. I was just like, aye, whatever. What podcast? <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. Because I was genuinely shocked because it was so pre-season has been present. We said this. But don't, don't, don't people look too much into pre-seasons? But don't people also look too much into the first game of the season and the first result yes, of well. the season? Right. I would say one thing here, or a few things. Reading were poor. Reading yeah. were all. They nearly became a team, probably the worst team to ever get promoted last year. I mean, they're only a couple of penalty kicks away from going up. Yeah. And they, they just didn't look very good side of me, but they managed to get there. So I think they had a couple of players out, maybe Saturday, but they just didn't look a lot. I mean, our midfield played fantastically well. We pressed, pressed well. Uh, Scowan, Scowan did a, a very good job of ball He's winning. He's Luongo and Freeman freed up around him. Solek is a decent winger. I mean, he feeds Lewandowski for Poland. He's a, and we've got, like, with Manning and Borisuk. Borisuk is didn't give much of a chance last year. So I really, I'm not that bothered. Midfield, I think we look quite strong, but... Up front in the pre-season we were playing Smith in Berlin and the games like that so everyone thought we were going to play two wingers and just chuck it into his head but I think he picked a team tactically on Saturday to, to press their defence which was on the ball they weren't very comfortable with Reading team at the back and I think Rangers played on that a bit um, I think it was actually it was a foul for our first goal Freeman pushed the bloke but mm. but 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 we played well uh, and we feel our midfield ran the game didn't it really that was the key our defence didn't really have to do a lot because I didn't really mind up too much. A bit like Leeds last year. Mm. I thought Leeds were going to get relegated after that first game last season and then they turned it around straight away because they were shocking at Rangers last year, mm. weren't they, Leeds? They were. Uh, Rahul, you, you weren't here but you have been on a few times and you've often talked of your love for QPR player. As in the video service, you are a keen student of that so I'm assuming you watch the game. No, I did. I, I streamed the game on the new service from the U.S., and it actually was an excellent service. And, and oh, really? Credit, it good? Yeah, credit to um, Andy Sinton, and I don't know who the uh, play-by-play commentator was, but he did a very good job, whoever the other person that was on the broadcast. But it was an excellent service. Um, but, yeah, no, it was, it was an incredible experience watching it at home. I was going a little bit crazy. My parents were confused when I was jumping up and down <laughs> after the first goal, but... Yeah, no, exactly. I think uh, last year we, we criticized Holloway so much towards the end of the season for tinkering. But I think the decision to bring on uh, Mackey actually was a, a masterstroke at the end of the day. And and uh, curious to see what our formation is going to be now because it looked like we set up in something resembling a three-five-two, and Holloway said he wants to go with one system. So I wonder if that's if that's what we're going to be playing from now on. Maybe, but tell you, tell you one thing we did do really well on Saturday. We, 
Mackie was blocking instead on the pitch if I'm being honest. Uh, uh, he certainly should be put. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I know that one. Make sure you know he's there. But yeah, <laughs> the bloke's got Adidas in the back of his leg now, and he or, or Nike, whatever boots. Mackie but we needed that though, haven't we? We've needed that for a long time. No, no, but but they mixed it as well. I thought the ref let a lot go on Saturday. Both teams. Yeah. There were two aerial challenges of their players: one on Lynch, one on Bidwell. And yes. They were late coming in. Yeah. And the ref didn't even give fouls, and I thought they were both bookings. What so, um, what would you say were the main differences? in the way we set up and the way we played on Saturday in comparison to to, to last season? Belief? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say it's too much difference to last season. The bottom line is everyone's just a shoot. I think once we got 50 points, I think all the way thought we're up. Mm. And, he, look, and he did mess about the time. He, like, against Bryant at home, he didn't start Freeman, who was our best player at the time. He started someone else to give him a chance. So he thought, look, this is the end of the season, we'll see it out. And people got a bit, a little bit nervous, but I, I never really had any doubts... I think maybe if we'd lost to Forest, I might have had a doubt. But uh, last, you didn't have any doubts last season. We'd really. get relegated. Really no. Once we get fifty points, to be fair, most teams did better than I thought of getting near that fifty points. Blackburn, and that, I didn't think we'd get near that. Mm, but yeah. so he, give all the way the benefit of the doubt there. He was mucking about with the team a bit. Have a look, but the, now he doesn't do that. Mm. Yeah, I think I think tactically there are two things that were a little bit different. One, we definitely went with a lot fewer long balls, and I guess that's because we didn't have Smith on the pitch. So playing long balls to Mackey and, and Washington isn't as effective. So we were playing a lot through the midfield. And I think the second change was uh, last year, I would say Luongo played more in a deeper role as more of a, as more of a defensive uh, destroyer in midfield. And he was pushed up because Scone was basically playing in a deeper role, providing a shield for the back three, allowed the two wing backs to move up the pitch. Sometimes Bidwell was a little bit too far up the pitch for my liking. Um, but no, I think that was that was the key change was... Luongo was kind of occupying that channel down the right-hand flank uh, around like the halfway line, and, and Freeman kind of had a free roll. But Scowen definitely changed everything by being allowing by I mean, allowing to play a little bit deeper. I don't always buy into stats, but Scowen's a good signing. Most, yeah. tackles, most tackles won in the championships last year, Scowen. Most passes oh, really? Scowen. So, you know, if you, want, you can read any, you know, stats and statistics. We'll lines. read into them for the purposes of uh, pumping up Scowen. But he was, so. you know, that's, and you get him on a free... Uh, that's a good that's, 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 yeah, that's a good signing. We got he's, Batista he's as well, didn't we? Yeah, he's he's had injury problems, but he played. I looked quickly. He played twenty four games for Preston last year. Yeah. Preston were quite well organised sign last year. Grayson's quite a decent manager, I think. Yeah, and I think I, I think we need another centre back, especially if we're going to play a three five two. I don't think Perch is. He's not he really the answer for me. That was his best performance that I've seen for a long time. Yeah, he, he was he fine. He didn't try and but kill anyone either. Oh, yeah. that's his like. He, yeah. <laughs> he didn't, yeah. though, did he? And Sc- Sc- the good thing about having Scarlett on the side is that he releases Luongo because then when that shot hit the post, you can see what he can actually do in that creative role <laughs> that he wasn't able to do last season because, as you say, he was, he was trying to break play up. Well, that, that, he was unlucky with that. I mean, Washington's miss. But also, Connor wasn't played as wide as they have been. He, he suits him playing down the middle more. I think so. That's where he plays for Doran Owen. Yeah, and he, you know, bigger than Little. And if, he's, if they're going to play Smith, play him next to him. If they're, if they're going to, because they're not going to, they're not going to play Mackey and Washington every game like that. That's just not going to happen. No, so, and they will yeah, play. Mackey Smith. doesn't have the legs for that either. I don't. Well, I was saying that what I did, like what Mackey did. You know this as well before. Everyone has seen it. Was when Mackey played in that season, we went up. He caused so many mistakes for to Rab and, and also for a fall and to get the ball. Yeah, but how, but how, how, busy, how busy was that midfield on Saturday? Yeah. They, and that, know, that pressing, they pressed six second rule, press then drop off. They were doing that to good effect. But I, I don't think really they're very good. Uh, no. You know, that's, I mean, they, they amazed me last year that they'd even made the playoffs. But they they, they looked like Dundee United and they played like Kai Rangers. 
niche. Analogy, okay. Analogies you don't often hear. No. Um, right. Now, we have someone waiting for us. Um, no, it's not the pub quiz that Paul has already made it very clear that he's desperate to get to. He's on Paul. Finney is on a hard stop tonight two, because uh, he's got a pub quiz to get to. No, I've got two experts in pub quizzes. I'm just a stupid one that buys a beer. We have the man of the hour on the phone for us with a bit of luck. Donald um, Trump. Donald Trump. Here he is. Uh, Raul, where were you in America? I'm desperate. For, go on. I'm desperate for the answer to be Washington. New York and New ah, Jersey. Okay, it's not going to work. Who, who, who is flying back with you? Uh, I shouldn't say. He shouldn't yeah. say, but it was no. a very high profile. Condoleezza Rice. Politician. <laughs> anyway, anyway, from New York <laughs> to Washington, we have on the phone Connor Washington. Connor, uh, thanks for joining us. You very awkwardly just have, had to field a question from Paul Finney as we were putting the call through um, about him asking you to go for a pint ahead of the Norway game, but we'll save you from having to answer that. Have and we'll just go. Beer we'll do, we'll, it, it was awkward, Paul. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll ju- it, it was awkward, but we'll just go straight into the QPR questions. Uh, Connor, congratulations <laughs> on a great start to the season. Yeah, two, two good goals on Saturday. You and the lads must be very happy with that result. Yeah, no, we are really happy with the result. Um, <clears throat> it was uh, really important to get off to a good start after the uh, the way we finished last year, and uh, not so much the result as the performance was uh, the most impressive. I think. Uh, we'll be honest. I-, I think as as fans, we weren't necessarily expecting to get off to such a good start. Let Let's say. Um, it didn't look like you and the players shared that. That, that you you came out of the traps pretty well. Yeah, we were set up set up like that by the gaffer. Um, I feel like that uh, the formation really suits us, and especially with the personnel we had on Saturday. Um, he wanted me and Jamie to press from the front and sort of try and disrupt their flow and disrupt the rhythm, which is something we got wrong when we played them in pre-season. Um, so we tried to learn from that, and uh, it, obviously it worked out. How did you find uh, lining up with Jamie? Yeah, he's brilliant. Yeah, he's been great for me. I've played him a few times, obviously not so much in a two. Um, but we've played together a few times and trained with him every day. He's brilliant to have around the place and he's been great for me um, as an experienced striker to, to learn from. And he's, yeah, like I said, he's been great. And I think that showed in his performance on Saturday as well. Am I right in thinking, Jamie, uh, Connor, that you um, you prefer playing sort of more century? Because you, a lot of times last season you would play sort of wide left or sort of, you know, nine a winger at times, but obviously I would think, we would imagine you feel happier playing sort of near a centre half, really. Yeah, since I since I've signed, to be honest, it's been it was been pretty frustrating in terms of how many times I felt like I'd played in my true position. Yeah. Um, and I spoke to the the gaffer in length, sort of at the start of this preseason, and said, "Listen, I want that. This is where I want to play. Obviously, I'm more than willing to do a job for the team, but I just want you to know that that's where I want to play." and that's where I feel most comfortable, confident, and where I feel like I'm going to have the most effect. I mean, well, that's, that's where I play for Northern Ireland, and I feel I do feel a lot more comfortable making runs from that position. And I think it does show in the games that I have played. So, when you play with Smith, do you? I mean, do you like playing like the big, big and little and type, type syndrome? Does that? Do you think that suits you? Yeah, yeah, I think so. <clears throat> yeah, I just when when I play up front on my own, it's I think it just makes the job a lot easier for the defenders in terms of making runs off the back of one of them behind another one. Um, it's, it just seems to be a lot easier when uh, they're being occupied by another striker, whether that be a big man, whether that be a small man. And Obviously, with the, the way the gaffer wants to wants us to press now, um, it just makes a lot more sense in the two. 
Um, sorry, Connor, just a, a quick question. I see our third kit is green. Uh, do you have any input in that at all? Because in a green shirt, you're absolutely dynamite. That's just my own personal opinion, and I'm going to Norway. Just and matching that. suspenders. <laughs> yeah, well, is there a question in there, Paul? Stop just, fanboying and ask ask the man a question. Go on. I'm just saying because in a green shirt he was immense. You don't. What was it? All right, talk about Nordang very very quickly, Connor. What's it like scoring at Windsor when you got that goal? Was it amazing? Because oh, yeah, it was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, no, it was it was great. It was another one of those milestones where you have to pinch yourself scoring a World Cup qualifier and the way we're going. Um, obviously, you've got really, two really important games coming up in the international break and. I know I'm going nowhere. Uh... Well, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just piss Paul, I'll just piss Paul off here because <laughs> I, 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 I went, were. I was in Nice, Connor. I was in Nice, and I, I was England, England fan, and I was there the next day. But I went to the Poland game, and I got in that Paul wasn't at. So I actually watched you made your first Euro appearance, really, didn't I? So, yeah, but I was at every other game. Yeah, after but that. you weren't at that one. Gobshite. <laughs> 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 Carry on. Right. So R- next question. Raul. Hey, hey Connor. I- can you can you walk us through what that uh, what the penalty was like? Yes. Waiting for waiting for three three or four minutes to take your penalty. I was I was surprised that you you blasted it with such confidence uh, after that long wait. But can you walk us through what the penalty was like? Um, yeah, to be honest, I've been practicing them a lot in preseason. I haven't really had too much competition in terms of people saying they want to take them. So <clears throat> I sort of took it upon myself to uh, just keep practicing them every day and sort of try and sow the seed in everyone's mind that I was going to be taking them. Um, and obviously that practice has paid off in terms of how I feel about the penalties now because I feel comfortable going both ways. And I think in this age where keepers are getting much information thrown at them before every single game about where the ball's going, where it's been and everything like that, uh, the practice has been really important. So to be honest, I didn't really feel too stressed at all um, with, with the weight. I'd sort of decided where I was going to put it and uh, I wasn't really too fussed never, about never where the keeper was going to go. Mate. Never change your mind. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I'm not... I, I, at the time, until I watched it back, I couldn't have even told you which way he went. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, he wouldn't have got it if it went what, the right way, to be honest. What, what but, did uh, Manone say to you? Because he, he came up to you during the wait, didn't he, and said a few things. Yeah, he, th- he threw the ball away, and then uh, I just I just get I flashed him a big smile because uh, I, I honestly just felt like he was going in, um, and I wanted him to know that. And I think uh, I think he got the message. Do you know what I think he said to you? By the way, Connor. He said, did you know Finney was going to Norway? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Raul, go on. What did you say to, uh, you say to pa- uh, Pavel to take the, take the ball off him? Because he looked like he wanted to take the penalty. Yeah, I was surprised at that, you know. Because um, I, uh, I wouldn't have said that he would have been a sort of a suspect for that. But, yeah, he, he seemed to want to take it. But I just, said, I just grabbed the ball and said... Did he say like, something like, I I've want been, it, I, I, I got the penalty, I take it, something like that? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that was along the line. Um, Brilliant Polish accent, Brilliant. Considering your wife's Polish. Uh, <laughs> now, the, the other thing, Connor, so what... I mean, after Saturday, obviously, we're not going to get carried away after one game, but we do expect to win the FA Cup, not Chelsea along the way, beat Fulham in a few weeks and finish London's top club in the Championship. What's your personal ambition? <laughs> so, but yeah. do, do you yeah, feel that this perfect. season we can actually achieve more than what we thought pre-season, or is it just take one game at a time, lads, because of all the you know the, the fact that we're a wee bit strapped for cash and everything else? Yeah, I think there's sort of a there's a case there's an argument for both cases. Um, I think when you look at Huddersfield and you look at Reading from last year, they didn't didn't overspend, um, weren't tipped for anything special. I mean, I think Argaff are actually. Um, said that Huddersfield were going to go down. 
yeah, I think I most agreed with him at the time, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like obviously looking back, you just you just never know. The championship's such a crazy league as as you all know and um yeah. You're the top like scorer at the moment, the... aren't you? You're the top scorer. Yeah, I like to keep that. <laughs> yeah, like Connor, keep how... that going for as long as possible. Connor, how was pre-season? Because you, you've been at the club a couple of years now, uh, and so you'll probably be aware that that this club has a fine and long-standing tradition of signing approximately 25 players every pre-season <laughs> who've, you know, a couple of them have played half a dozen games for Man United off the bench and then they kind of are signed on big money and come in and the world is expected of them. Contrast that to this season where practically no no new faces, Scowan accepted. What was the... How different was that preparation to what you've become used to? Uh, yeah, no, it was it was really important, I think, that we didn't go out and do that again. Uh, there's been a, a big player turnover, like you said, just, in, just since I've been here. Um, but towards the end of last season when we went on that really good run of, I think it was a seven games, where we were uh, five wins, one loss, one draw or something, you could tell that there was something gelling, something getting together. And um, it was really important that we came back and went away with each other to Portugal and ran up that hill together, as uh, the Gaffer loves to talk about. And um, Yeah, like I said, it was really important. And with the lads, with the lad we did sign, and obviously uh, Alex now as well, and with Josh, he's he's been a perfect fit in terms of what we want and uh, been a great lad in the dressing room as well. Yeah, and so. he's a Londoner, isn't he? So I think that helps, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's a good move for him, obviously. And, uh, yeah, he's a good player. Yeah, no, he is. He had a good game Saturday, didn't he? Yeah. No, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's going to be a great signer. And I think, it's uh, like you said, it's definitely shown improvements already in terms of being together and not, need, not needing to gel eight or nine players in at one time. But we still we still got two weeks till we can still sign another ten players. One other thing, um, going back to international football for a second. I mean, what a great season it would be as well to end it in a World Cup in Russia. If you're a Northern Ireland fan, yes. Yeah, sorry, um, sorry, I, 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 I didn't quite catch that question. No, well, no what I'm saying is, well, it, this, this this could be a massive year for you, no goodness, seriously. But the championship being what it is, and also with Northern Ireland going to Russia, you, you know, you're never going to be off the TV, big man. No? Yeah, no, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to this year. To be honest, um, good man. I really feel like it is going to be a, a big year for me uh, personally. I'm really settled here, and um, <clears throat> it's like. <clears throat> It's going to be a great year for the club in terms of getting where we want to be and obviously finishing it off with um, the World Cup is, will be the icing on the cake. And I just seem to go from fairy tale to fairy tale in this the sort of last five years, so uh, why not, eh? But the one last question from me, Conor, and then I'll let you talk to the other guys who aren't going to mention Norway or Northern Ireland. Um, does anyone <laughs> actually score penalties against Smithies in, in training? Very rarely, actually. Really, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah, he, he's great. He's great to talk to, to be honest. Um, for me, to pick his brains about um, where to put them, where not to put them, and what to do now. I've scored one, etc. So um, he's been a, a real sort of secret spy for me in that in that camp. So, like, like you say, nobody scores many goals past him in general, as you can probably imagine after his performance on Saturday as well. But. He's class. Connor, we, thank you for coming on. What are your personal goals for this season and what do you think should be the club's goals for this season? Uh, on a personal note, it's just make just make myself into the player that I feel that I feel that I can be and cement my place in the squad and 
sort of make myself irreplaceable and undroppable and scoring every single week. So, and then so on a <laughs> and for the club, how far do you think we can go? I don't. Think, I honestly don't think there's a limit on it. Um, if you look at the, no. the players we've got, the, the experience we've got, and what's happened over the past few seasons, I, I don't think there can be a, a limit to where we think we can go. Um, if we keep working as hard as we we did on Saturday, and um, obviously you need you need the rubber the green in this league. You just never know. But what what difference, by the way, sorry, Connor, did it make with the fans being so one side after the first goal? Did it? Does it make a massive difference when everyone starts like that? Yeah, definitely. I think we, as players, as a group, we definitely felt like we owed them after some of the performances towards the, the back end of last year. And <clears throat> when it's maybe not even so much the first goal, we set our stall out and we're getting after people and you know, we're harrying and we're creating chances in the first 10 minutes. I think that's what the fans want and that's what the fans deserve. And after that, they really did get behind us, like you said, and um, it does make a big difference. Man. Connor, thank you for coming on. Seriously, and thank you for all you've done for QPR this far and the penalty, and see you in Norway. And thank you for everything you've done for Northern <laughs> Ireland, is what you meant. And sorry about him. <laughs> he he Thanks, helped us qualify for the European Championship. It's, it's awkward. No, it's awkward. It's not awkward. It's brilliant. But... Hoops and Northern Ireland is the way forward. But seriously, Connor, if you could grab 20 goals this season, we'll make everyone happy. No pressure, big man. No pressure at all. Thanks, guys. Thanks a lot. No worries, mate. Cheers. Thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Shit, I should have told you I was expecting. Ooh, your Northern Ireland friend. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for everything you've done for the Royal Mail. Ooh, you're very good. I should have said. You see, you're just off diapers in Ireland. Right. I do. We. we, um, (laughs) I'm very concerned about your pub quiz, Paul. So let's get on with it. Yeah, he's a good lad. He's a really good lad, isn't he's he? Nice. Yeah, he come across quite well, he? he does. Good. And you know what? It's, it's nice what he said. He's really happy here. He wants to do well. Brilliant. So despite what everyone says, we do seem to have a happy, happy team. Yes. Of sorts. Uh, signings. I just want to talk about that before we get into the R's end. So I listened to BBC London on the way to the game on Saturday and I had an interview with Holloway, which I thought was really interesting. He said... I have effectively made two new signings this pre-season. Ariel Borishuk. And? It's Josh Gowan. No. no. Stephen Corker. Potentially, yes. Look, if his head is right, he's, he's a, a good player. He's a good centre-half. And then Three they, weeks ago, he was out. Yeah, but Holloway he? backed him, though, didn't he? he and he, he, came, he came honest about his problems, like Carlisle type sort of thing. Mm. Um, and he's, he's still young enough. He's, he's what is he, young mid 20s, isn't he? Mm. You know, you could have yeah. a scenario where you could actually have Batiste, um, Coker. Yeah. Sorry, Batiste, what are you? <laughs> Sorry. Well, you know, I can't spell or read things. I was like, clarifying it for people right. who haven't right. heard that we'd signed him. Grant's Hall, when he comes back from injury. Yeah. And then who would you give the third slot to? I mean, you well, know, the Coker has to be, surely, on, on merit. I thought Nenu was very good on Saturday. He was, that's the thing. I, I mean, the truth is, Coker, if his game's right, he's. he's I like a big centre half, and he's a big centre half. Yeah, um, isn't he? Christ, I saw him score for England in Sweden. In, how long ago was that? Five years ago. He's, yeah, played in big centre half. He played international football. Coming he scored. He scored against Sweden. He got a one right. cap, and he scored. They're all big centre halves. Yeah, I don't know big. how big Batista no, is. No, Corker's bigger. No, he's, Corker's the biggest of a lot of them. Corker's a big bloke. He's about six four. Mm. Yeah, I mean, on the Holloway quote, I I hate to be that guy, but I do think that's a little bit of spin because there is a big 
contingent of the fan base that wants more signings. So he's presenting it as if we've made more signings when mm. in reality they're just players who have always that? been there. We never but, used to be like that. No, but will I, I don't think. No, I, What's I, that? Will he play tomorrow? Holloway, I doubt it. Oh, look, <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, look Corker, look, that's perfect. Yeah. Look. Well, it looks like Baptiste is going to play tomorrow because in the last line of the press release on his signing today, it said he is eligible for tomorrow. But I think it's I think it's a bias. We think that the front office isn't doing anything if they're not making any signings. But not making signings is a decision. We're not expanding our wage bill. We already have so many players on our squad. So we really, in my opinion, I think we're good where we are. I mean, we added a center back. I think we needed that. We may need another forward, but do midfield yes. is yes. midfield we is do. set. We do. Midfield is set. I think wingers. We have a decent number of wingers as well. I'm not really and fullbacks. We have like a zillion fullbacks. I don't think we need any more. And we've got it's, a great goalie. It's like what Mel said in the pub. Which you we've got very good fullbacks. Did, nice, but, uh, you said the pub, did you? We, you know, we send the players in January. People forget that as well. We did have a busy January. Yeah, Luke and, Freeman. Look, you know, that's, like, that's yeah. a Holloway signing. Look, and everyone, everyone loves him, don't they? Mm. Well, great little footballer. Yeah, best player. And, 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 he's, and he's, he started the season on off this yes Saturday where he finished it last season. Yeah, but and, and with, with Scale next to him, it, seemed, it, it helps him immensely. Scale's a good little. But did you not know the stuff as well? Maybe it was just me because I'm weird. But I also thought with having a competent midfield the way we had on Saturday, the defence looks so much better, so much more in control, so much less panicky. There's, a, there's an argument about continuity as well. They all know each other now. And, and yeah. on Saturday, look, I'm, I'm, I'm not a reiterate ready enough or were poor, but yeah. our midfield ran the match. And they were, ran off each other, they knew where they were playing, and they mm-hmm. were good. If they carry out in Sheffield on Saturday, I'll be pleased. Should we stop the season now? For yes. Is it, can we write some letter? Yes. Like North Korea or something? Because it's just, just in North Korea, they win the World Cup every time, don't they? Because that, that's what they think. They the, don't, but King Jong Il was that his name? Kim Jong Il. He did um, on his first ever round of golf. He got six hole in ones. Unbelievable! Like. What's unbelievable. the chances of that? Like? What is the chances of that? Um, Twenty-five under. <laughs> <laughs> no, that were the generals in the sea. Uh, ours end already. Ours end already. Anything and everything that we haven't mentioned already that you would like to talk about? And then after that, we'll do predictions for Northampton and Sheffield Wednesday. You're very organised, though, David. I'm, I'm very impressed. Good. Thank you very much, Paul. Who's I've missed you. Um, who would like to start? I'll, st- I'll, I'll start whilst you think of yours. I'm, so I, I'm the whole pre-season of not signing anyone and then a great performance on Saturday reminded me of what we have said a lot on this podcast. I think it was Clive who said it, but don't quote me on that. There was one time last season we were talking about, should we sign this one? We need to sign this one. And I think it was Clive said, how about they just coach those players? Why don't they not sign anyone and just coach them? I think them? that was me. Like Gary Rowett did at Birmingham. Well, I I those players on five grand a week. Not one of those players a couple of years ago was on more than £5,000 a week at Birmingham City. Really? I bet you underwritten that they will be on, soon be on a lot more. And not well, doing very well. You, you, almost, football is almost in the era of coaching or where coaching makes the real difference. You look at the teams that went up. Okay, Newcastle had huge resources, but Brighton didn't. I mean, they, they all have some resources, but it's not like Brighton spent 30, 40 million. It's not like Huddersfield spent tons. Good coaches go a lot further than big market yeah, signings. But also, Brighton people realise but before they buy a player, they do so much homework on that player. They do so much research on them and everything else. It's... It's not the fairy tale. It's like Bournemouth. It's great. Yeah, they, they spent money, but they don't know what think, they're doing. Don't think they didn't. Don't think they got yeah. done FFP. Yeah, they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. Uh, 
Well, my other part, I wasn't going to say this, but on FFP, surely now we're fine with FFP. No, I mean, Paris Saint-Germain, Man City. Yeah, but, it's, but it's stopped now, hasn't it? So it, it, ours is like a, a, a retrospective thing. Is it's going back. I think Rangers just got the heavy-duty lawyers on it and just said, look, we'll keep fighting this and fighting this and fighting this until you just go I, away. I have a theory, unsubstantiated, that it was settled a long time ago and it's all tied up in a confidentiality why is it, clause. Why? Why? Should, because it's... Should the well, like it's it's, it's the only 50, a theory. The fifty-year rule, the government fifty-year rule. Right. Who's next? Go, go, you, you, but just go back to FFP. I think we will get done, and we'll probably get hit with a transfer embargo. But if we, oh, I don't like that. well, you don't know. But I mean, it, I, I, I can't see us getting away with it. There's too well, many. Based clubs on Saturday, I would say great. But bring on too, the embargo. There's too many clubs after our arse. To be fair, but if we get away with it, for a good, I'd love us to get away with it because the clubs are after us. Oh, they are, Bill. They are. Trust me, they are. So. Dolby's one of them. I can tell you that for a fact. Is this your? Is this no, your Ars end? No, no, are you sure? I'm just trying to say something. Raul. Yeah, I, I just wanted to reiterate uh, how good the streaming service was. I think sometimes the podcast, because the people who are on it are from London, we we forget the fans who are abroad in in Sweden, Ireland, the US. There was a big contingent who was meeting. Too much. Yeah. Don't, what? Yeah. Don't mention that too much. But, was, it, was it the accent, David? Carry on. But, yeah, I think uh, a lot of the fans who are in London always would complain about the games at 12.30 and, and 5.30 and whatnot, Friday night games. But for fans who are outside of the country, it's a great chance to actually watch the game. So we never got to meet the New York lads. No, I know. I, I actually would like to meet the, the QPR New York guys at they some point. Class. They yeah. look no, amazingly they, brilliant. They, they definitely uh, show up in numbers. But... It was really nice now that we can that fans abroad can actually watch the games and really connect. I mean, I was looking on Twitter as I was trying to figure out how to log into QPR uh, Plus, but there was a fan from Liberia, there were fans from Minneapolis, uh, yeah. Indiana, uh, India, Sweden. So it's really nice that those fans now can really feel the connection to the club that people who I actually get got to go to the games. Better to do. Paul, <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, that's of course Bell's own personal opinion. Um, no, not, oh, you know, dodgy VPN or whatever. Anyway, um, my, my, my um, R's end is... I don't um, know about your dodgy VPN. Listen, I've got dyslexia, mate. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> um, I'd just like to say thank you to everyone on Saturday for the, um, for the way that the, the two R's that got in the River R's were, were, were done on the pitch mm. and the reception that Goddard got was amazing. I mean, people talk about... Bedford. 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 Right, do that again. George, no, don't George, do it George, again. Carry on. We need better reception. Bread that Bedford got. Yeah, we know who you meant. I'd pull God out of my head for some reason. Oh yeah, sorry. Bram Bedford was was amazing, but also David Seaman. Although someone did show out behind me, Judas, um, which is a bit weird. And it's up to him. I think they were talking to you, mate. Probably, but it's it was nice. And I think no, we haven't signed Judas yet. <laughs> we what we don't do. I mean, I I will slag the club off. And some, I'm right sometimes, I'm wrong sometimes, but the River Eyes is one of the best things this club's done for a very, very long time, and long may that continue. It's um, We're doing a lot of good things off the pitch, and it makes me very proud of them all. Mm-hmm. Even if I do get names wrong, I'm going to st- get a book and learn to read. And you're also, when we stop recording, you're going to be unbearable, because you're going to say, take out that edit where I said Goddard instead of Bedford, you know and said you're going to say, edit it, edit it, edit it. We're not going to edit it. Okay, you heard I, it. I had an awkward moment the other week when someone said, "Do you know what's wrong with football these days?" And you're sort of sitting there going, "Ah, Jesus Christ! What the Premier League playing?" Football? Northern Irish fanboys. Uh, this is it. Um, you know, playing like Liverpool playing Man U in frigging Thailand, Arsenal playing Spurs Cole in Malaysia. Ronald these McDonald. Things. He goes, no. yeah. he goes <laughs> "It's when you go to non-league games and some hipster bastard walks in and asks for gluten-free beer." 
And I'm like, oh, this is awkward. Um, <laughs> and this is like, yeah, that's just shocking. Last time you got a Modern- Dulwich Hamlet. Yeah. Yeah. Modern football is shite. Um, anyway, yeah, if you listen to QPR, um, gluten-free people No, but seriously, we do give them a lot of, of, of ham in the middle of the pitch a lot, but they've done a lot of good things at the, the um, press team. And I never thought I'd hear myself say that, but they've done well this year. We've really set them to play it. And new signings, everything, and positive. Do you like Ian Taylor yet? A seventh year of this podcast, are you prepared to admit that he is a friend of yours? I think he's listening to the podcast and getting the right <laughs> idea. Has he got big tits? Mel. <laughs> That'll be who in a Paul, Who, Paul? <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll talk about Sheffield Wednesday Saturday. If we can get, I think no, all no, of us will settle for a point bit. now. I think if we, we'll all settle for a point now. Sheffield Wednesday are a decent, decent side. And they've got. Yeah, they've got have you seen the strikers they got? Yeah. Oh, and I must admit, looking at our team, we're not a particularly big side at the moment. Uh, midfield's fairly young, you know, I don't say they don't have to be six footers, but we're not. But uh, a lot, the, the shape of our midfield was very good on Saturday. And uh, I, I think we may start with a different 11 at Sheffield on Saturday. We might play Smith on Saturday away from home. I've got to feel, it won't be, that's mm. not going to be the same 11 every week. But they got it right on Saturday. So people say Holloway's an idiot, but he's not always. So uh, and it's all we got. So we got to stick with him. That's a really. backhand that Cotman. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Uh, predictions then for Northampton tomorrow, which many people will be listening to this podcast after the Northampton game, so it'll be hilarious. And Sheffield Wednesday, Paul. Well, we have to go ahead every cup match in the, the first round because otherwise we might actually cause like real weird things in Sheffield Bush where people actually think we might actually go to cup run. Who knows? Um, we should beat Northampton, but we probably won't. Um, Wednesday, I reckon we'll go there and get a point because that would be a bloody good result to get come away with another point. If we get a win, fantastic. Okay, and a prediction for either? Um, okay, um, I would say we'll probably lose one against Southampton and we'll beat Wednesday 2 1. And also, I think the week after that, though. No, yeah. I will go for, I think we'll smash Northampton. But it's what team we put out. I think 3 0, and I think we will draw 1 0 with Sheffield Wednesday. How long have you watched QPR? Mel. How long are you watching QPR Mill? And you're saying we're going to beat Smash Northampton. The bottom line is, it, but maybe, maybe Holloway might surprise us and put a team out tomorrow. And, then they, and they might win 3 or 4 nil against Northampton, which they should. But if they put 11 different players out, don't expect this. You know. What's your prediction? For Northampton? Both. Both I think games. We'll beat Northampton 2 1. And at Sheffield, I think we'll lose 2 1. By the Rahul? way, before we go to Rahul, sorry, Rahul, people may not know this, but Mill's dad played. The tr- oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> no. On Open All Ours, it's him that did the, the theme tune. The original one, yeah. The original one, yeah. So that's a very tedious link to the podcast, but it's a start. As in the Ronnie Barker sitcom, Open All Ours. Original, yeah. Yes. yeah. Yeah. Your dad played in that, didn't he? Yeah. Very good. And he played very, very recognised. Did your dad go out and, with Sammy Davis Jr. once as well? Sammy Davis Jr. used to do an impression of my dad. No. Which apparently was very funny, but he'd be on YouTube or something these days, but it's not. Uh, Obviously, he wasn't seen. But and what did your dad have? He, your dad had a great name for Chelsea, didn't he? North Battersea. I love that. So your dad was on Open All Hours, oh, and you've been on Open All Hours more than once. <laughs> <laughs> Raul, your, your your prediction. My dad has one YouTube video on Indian cricket. If anyone wants to look it up, please reach out to me. But <laughs> we uh, have to tweet that. We have to tweet. Is that it a good now. one? It's <laughs> terrible. I, 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 I recorded it. It wasn't very good. Do you like cricket? 
No, not at all. No, not me. But on on the uh, on my prediction, I love um, it when you're in America and there's basically like like you, you go to a park and there's like ten Indian kids playing cricket. Yeah, and it's or so 11, actually. It, well, yeah. <laughs> one one you need no, not necessarily well, on eleven. One side. Because, yeah, yeah. Anyway, because it's so incongruous with the whole surroundings and I everything. you just got served in. No, well, I didn't, actually, but I don't want to pick with, apart. It's quite when they don't have to I wear actually, gloves. I actually didn't, but I don't, we don't have, it's so boring for me to pick apart why it would, either 10 or 11 would be, it doesn't matter, if you see what I mean. Me, I because it's either 22. Yeah, you actually exactly. meant no, 22. That, that's why, yeah, you? exactly. I yeah. played rounders, is that similar? Anyway, <laughs> predictions. Um... I think on, for the Northampton match, uh, I'd really like to see uh, Ezzy or Easy play, um, see what he can do. But I think we'll win. We will we'll win two nil, and then uh, Sheffield Wednesday. I'll I'll take a one nil win it as well. Thank you. Bloody, bloody handle. That'll do. Anything else you you feel you have to say, Paul? No, just just again no, wishing. Um, read Nancy. out your love letter to Connor Washington. No, 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 uh, uh, no. Uh, Anzi Ryan, get Wilson, big man. That's all I've got to say. And also the person that spoke to me after the game. I'm sorry I didn't acknowledge you, and I didn't mean to be rude, but I was in quite shocked. This has been open all hours. Thank you very much. UPR. UPR.